This podcast is sponsored by Work Matters, who believe that when you discover God's purpose for work, it makes work more fulfilling. Dig deeper at workmatters.org. That's workmatters.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast you from Rancho Mirage, California. But we're so glad you've tuned in, whether you're listening to the Tampa Bay area, whether you're listening to the First Coast area, or whether you're listening to iHeartRadio across the world or streaming or listening to the podcast, however you catch the show today, just know that we prayed for you and we try, we're try. we bringing to you another resource that can transform the organization that you are connected to. And we're so excited about that. But before we get to our guest for the day, Martha, how can people be get in touch with us. You know, Jim, I was thinking about our listener line, which is 866-713-9675. That's 866-713-WORK. And um, they, I believe our listeners today are going to be incredibly intrigued by what we have to talk about. And if they're driving and they don't get a chance to write down any websites or uh, make any notes, they can always reach out to us and leave a message and we can point them in the right direction. Um, because of course we want people to be safe on the road or if they're out jogging, they're not going to be able to, you know, stop and write a note. Write it on your hand. Um, but we are so thankful for our listeners. And so we have this listener line as an option for them. So 866-713-9675 is our listener line. Well, like we said, we're broadcasting this afternoon from Rancho Mirage, California. This broadcast made possible through a collaboration with FCCI and Convene. Check them out online, FCCI.org and ConveneNow.com. We're on location at the 2018 International Summit, a gathering of Christ followers who desire to live out their faith in their work while pursuing excellence. Today, in the first half of the show of I Work For Him, we're talking with Larry Griffith. He's the CEO of Corporate Chaplains of America. You can find him online at chaplain chaplains.org is a chaplain or chaplains it's, it's singular chaplain chaplain.org chaplain i couldn't read my writing larry that's how terrible <laughs> that is larry griffith welcome back to i work for him well it's wonderful to be here jim martha thank you so much for having me so let's we always ask this question of our guests and, and for, i know it's not your first time on the show but we, you know the first time we did it you were still you're almost like a rookie in your position now you've had a whole year under your belt why don't you just share how you've seen the Lord work miraculously in your job as CEO of Corporate Chaplains of America this last year? That's a great question, Jim. I I have been so excited, number one, to meet so many full-time chaplains that just love God and love people. Mm. We think about the great commandment to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength and our, and our neighbors, ourselves. You know, Luke 10, 27, that's kind of the battle cry of our chaplains as they engage. And that's really their heart. That's kind of what they're called to do. So that really has created this platform where we can think about the future. We're seeing more than 2,000 people a year come to Christ. In fact, in the month of August, we had 267 people that came to Christ. Excellent. It was just a tremendous month. In fact, yesterday, just looking at yesterday's report, we had 13 people come to Christ yesterday. Mm. And so we celebrate every morning at the, at the support center. We pray over each, every, every name. We give thanks to God and every name counts. But whenever we have days where 13, 20, 30 people come to Christ in a single day, it's extra special. And the vision that God's given us is there's so much darkness in this post-Christian world you know, less than half of people are going to church even on a seldom basis anymore. So the lighthouse, the church used to be for the gospel. The church is alive and well, and it'll be the bride of Christ until he returns. And when everything is consummated at the marriage supper of the lamb. But in the meantime, that, that light is not sharing the gospel the way that it used to, particularly in the workplace. 
So we view our chaplains as domestic missionaries, not as a parachurch organization, but rather as an opportunity to go in and share the gospel as they build caring relationships with people. We don't even believe in that word parachurch. I think that that's just one of those nonsense words. It's all part of the church. Amen. We reject reject the word parachurch because that's just made up for people that don't believe that the whole body of Christ is the church. That's right. Sorry, we'll step back off that soapbox, Martha, won't we? Good job. Larry, you have been at Corporate Chaplains of America now for a year. It's been a big transition year for you and your family. Talk about how you saw the Lord move you to becoming the CEO and what it took to get your family there and what were some of the struggles along the way? Well, as we were entertaining the interview process and uh, it became clear this was God's call in our life, uh, I have four children and my oldest son uh, just so well adjusted and uh, girlfriend, uh, a very close best friend and great loves his youth group and, and loves his school uh, star of the soccer team. It was really difficult. Uh, the move was something he didn't take well at all. And, and our senior pastor at our church, he really worked through this with me and prayed through everything with me. And God gave him the word about Abraham and Isaac and, and uh, really felt, he asked me the question, was I willing to follow God, even if it meant sacrificing my son that I love so much, obviously not literally as the Mount Moriah Mm -hmm. moment. And, and that was really painful. And our relationship was somewhat estranged for a good period of time, but the way God does things and how he redeems things and how he restores the time that's lost. In fact, this father's day, uh, Daniel in the father's day card wrote that we're now closer than ever. Mm-hmm. He considers me a spiritual mentor. And I've really been able to chaplain him in a sense of going through a 40 day Bible study with him. And the, the best part is we got him wireless head, head headphones for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So he's like me, he can't sing a lick, but just to hear him sing and praise worship to God. And now his favorite genre of music is, is praise and worship. And he just loves to worship God all the time. So it's kind of cool that out of a real difficult time of months of, of challenge, how God has kind of birthed such a beautiful thing wow. in his life. And we're so thankful for that. Where's the Corporate Chaplains of America headquarters? The headquarters is actually outside of Raleigh in Wake Forest, okay. uh, suburb of, of Raleigh, North Carolina. And where'd you guys move from? We moved from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I'm a very proud member of Steeler Nation, despite their difficult start to the season. I know they're playing the Bucks uh, soon here in uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's awesome. That is- <laughs> great. Another free plug right here. And I work for him. Okay. All right. So talk to me about your, just give it a little story, a little background story. At what point in your life did you realize that connection between your faith and your work? I think I was born into a home where I saw my father as a uh, self-employed, independent kind of business owner, uh, where all of his life was integrated. So there was no, mm, this was, nice. a, this was what was secular and that was sacred. And I think I really grew up seeing Romans 12, one and two lived out in my mm-hmm. father, uh, that, uh, really all of his life was his reasonable act of worship. And, uh, even, even seeing him lose work, uh, even seeing him, uh, facing really difficult times, just never losing his faith. So I think through that, I saw that faith was vital for life, including work. You know, that's so powerful. And then if you relay that to now you as the parent over your kids Mm -hmm. and helping them make some of those same connections and helping them see your life as seamless, you know, that it's completely integrated. I know our prayer is that the generation will come that doesn't even have to have this conversation. Of course, your faith and your work are connected. Absolutely. Um, But we still live in a world that um, struggles with that big time. And so 
that's why um, we're excited to be able to highlight groups like corporate chaplains that have this amazing purpose in our world. And um, we can share that with our listeners. You can check out corporate chaplains online, chaplain.org, chaplain.org. Larry, why don't you just tell us what is corporate chaplains of America all about? Mm -hmm. We are all about serving the benefit gap. You know, the, the truth is there's so much invested in people's, their medical benefits, their, their vision and their dental, Mm -hmm. but we have a crisis on our hands in a post-Christian America where people are dealing with so much mental and spiritual dysfunction. And even the, in the best, the best culture, the best businesses, how do they really care for people in the midst of that gap? I like to think about it like this is what I call the 40, 40, 40, 40 million Americans suffer from substance abuse. Mm. 40 million Americans regularly visit pornographic websites. 40 million Americans uh, are facing uh, anxiety disorders and all those numbers are increasing. Mm-hmm. And so that, those, those are just three examples of the dysfunction that's in the workplace. It's in the culture. And so your, your medical benefits, your health, your dental, what, what covers these things? So most companies will offer EAP plans with about a three to 5% utilization What's EAP rate stand for employee assistance plan. Those Got would be it. larger companies. Okay. Three to five percent. It would be a good typical uh, utilization rate. But if you subtract all the when an employee fails a urinalysis, and they have to call in to save their job, you would see that it's really it's 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 that much. Uh, it's just a minuscule utilization right. rate. So how do you how do you get people to care? And I, I really think that uh, there's a passage in John three, and I think Eugene Peterson in the Message Bible captures this beautifully. And if you don't mind, I'd love to Go share ahead. this passage. So John 3, uh, 19 to 21, again from the Message Bible. This is the crisis we're in. God light streamed into the world, but men and women everywhere ran for the darkness. They went for the darkness because they were not really interested in pleasing God. Everyone who makes a practice of doing evil, addicted to denial and illusion, hates God light and won't come near it. And the reason is fearing a painful exposure. We're talking this morning, this afternoon, whatever time of day it is, depending on which time of the That's which right. time zone you're in, that's what it is. Um, we are talking with Larry Griffith. He's the CEO of Corporate Chaplains of America, found online, chaplain.org, chaplain.org. Right before the break, Larry was sharing a scripture that really is a driving force behind the mission of Corporate Chaplains of America. Larry, what was that scripture verse again? It was uh, John three nineteen to 21 from the Message Bible. Okay. And 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 I think the reason I shared that is that people are afraid of being exposed. Hmm. You can see this, you know, from Genesis three when Adam and Eve uh, joined the cosmic rebellion and they sinned. They immediately looked for fig leaves. They hid. And I think ever since the human race has been hiding, and whether that's hiding behind our bank accounts or substance abuse or pornography, et cetera, et cetera, we're hiding behind something. Perhaps it's our titles. Uh, perhaps it's being a workaholic. And I think in that hiding, we're afraid of coming into the light because we're afraid of that painful exposure. And I think that was the key from that passage. But I, what I love when you when you back up in that same chapter to John three seventeen that God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him could find life. And if we back all the way up into John chapter one, uh, I just love the fact that uh in him, in Jesus, there's life. And that light was the light of all mankind. And that light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So I think in, in, from a biblical view, that's really what corporate chaplains does. Our chaplains go in, they shine the light, they create a safe space. 
So people would know that the light is not a condemning light, but rather it's a place where they can come in and they can find life. They can find forgiveness and they can really find the restoration that they're seeking from all the dysfunction that they're facing. Well, well, let's talk about the logistics of that. What does it operationally really look like? Because I love what you just said, but we got a lot of business owners listening going, but I don't get it. How does it work? Well, that's a great question. So it would all start uh, with the rollout, just like you'd have open enrollment for employee benefit. In the same way you would explain, we're going to a new healthcare provider. Here's the new dental plan. Here's corporate chaplains of America. It's an employee benefit. And again, it's the benefit for the mind and for the spirit because people aren't unfortunately just their bodies or fortunately we're not. So with that in mind, uh, it starts with that. And then it's also is bathed every day. That chaplain by name prays for every employee that they serve every day. And that's how their day starts. And then the chaplain would come to the workplace and this could be uh, in a white collar setting in an office complex. It could be at a loading dock and a blue collar. It can be with a distributed workforce. It can, it can be in any form or fashion and they will make contact with each employee. Now, the beauty is that the employee is in complete control because we live in a very diverse world. Mm-hmm. And some folks are not interested in Christianity. They're not interested in Jesus. They're not interested in a chaplain, and that's fine. We respect them. And they just come in in a very unassuming way to build a caring relationship with that person. And uh, as they build those relationships over time, when crises hits the life of that employee, whether it be a parent with dementia Uh, a spouse uh, that that abandons them or comes down with cancer, a a child that goes into prison. We're finding that more and more people have nowhere to turn. They don't have a local church body. They don't go to church Mm -hmm. anymore. Like we said earlier, they may not even have good relations with their own parents or with their, their own relatives. And so they're isolated. And so they turn to the chaplain and our chaplains are available 24, seven, 365. They respond within 10 minutes to the crisis and we see that the beauty kind of rising from, from those ashes that people face in their life and just them have the ability to have restoration and peace and really see that God is for them and not against them. You know, um, you speak to the relationship side of it and really let's talk about that and how that gives that open door for the future crisis. Um, so tell us, like when your chaplains are trying to build those relationships, what does that look like? You know, I love uh, when you, when you look at the, um, the book of Acts and you can see the apostle Paul kind of being different things to different people at times, never compromising the gospel. And that's really what our chaplains do. They kind of really assess where people are. I think it starts with the fact that all of our chaplains, they're seminary trained, but they also have seven years of workplace experience. So not to say that uh, people that are in ministry full-time don't work. They certainly do. Oh my, but they pe- sure do. But, but people that have punched a clock, that have had a supervisor, had a performance evaluation, and kind of lived in that world so they can really identify with those they're serving. And so that's so vital. And so I think as they go, they're, 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 they're looking into the eyes of people. They're trying to understand how they can connect. Maybe it is talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hmm. Maybe it's talking about the weather. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's small talk with a purpose and again, to build a relationship and some people dive all in and, and they're just thrilled. There's a chaplain there and they immediately want to go deep. But most people, it takes time. Yep. And, and the beauty of the whole thing is that, and what makes it completely legal in 22 years, we've been around, there's not been one lawsuit. In fact, we serve many law firms is that it, it's all permission based. In other words, the employees in control of what you talk about when, and when you talk about it. And what we find is as they see that the chaplain is something where the chaplain has no agenda other than to love them and care for them 
It opens the door. They warm up to that. And then particularly when those crises hit, that becomes a catalyst for conversation. So your chaplains have a pretty unique criteria. You say they have their seminary, they have a seminary degree, and they've spent at least seven years in the workforce of some they have. sort. So, um, so how many chaplains do you guys have? So we have 200 chaplains, and it's really our vision that in the next five years, uh, we're going to have 600. Wow. Because we see there's just such a need. And, and again, just this, this, this 40, 40, 40 I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, just how it's just growing each and every year. Again, the beauty, John 1, 5, is that there is darkness, but darkness has never overcome the light. So we kind of view that as Jesus turned to his disciples and said, you are the light of the world. That's kind of what our chaplains are. So let's just talk about the impact of having a chaplain. You got any good stories? Give us one really great story that that paints a picture of what chaplaincy uh, looks like for you guys and and how it impacts a company. Yeah, I'd love to. So again, the the beauty is we're looking for for men and women that are called to be a chaplain. And so uh, the really cool thing is I think about these 200 chaplains is it's their heart to not necessarily fill pulpit and preach, even though they have done that in many cases, or they could do that, but rather they want to build caring relationships with individuals one-on-one. So here's a, here's a true story that happened earlier this year where there was a chaplain called to the hospital, an employee they serve had been shot three times. Mm-hmm. When they show up there in the hospital, there's the employee and there's his wife and there's uh, the employee's girlfriend. And the employee the, had been the shot wife and the girlfriend, and the girlfriend and the employee had been shot three times by another girlfriend. Mm, that's okay. a so that complicated, tough somewhat complicated. And so it's a little of a, you know, Jerry Springer in the hospital is kind of what he's, what he's walking into. So he, he, he loves, he cares for that employee right where they are and, and meets them the same way that Jesus met the woman at the well, despite her dysfunction, you know, that God loves us right in the mess that we're in. So he just loved him there, but it was, it was somewhat of a draining experience as you could imagine nope. the, way, the way that hospital room yeah. would be. Yeah. And so he had a choice as he walked out of the hospital. Does he just go home and just say like, Hey boy, I'm, I'm kind of spent or, or does he fulfill his calling as a full-time chaplain? And he does. And he goes back and, and he serves and he sees a gentleman he's been building a relationship with over months and he can just tell by his countenance, there's something that's wrong. And as he goes to the man, he walks up and says, he was used the name Joe. He says, so Joe, you know, tell me, tell me what's going on. And Joe looks at him and says, my wife just left me. Mm. She packed everything up. She's gone. And, and so our chaplain just, just prays in the moment. And he says, well, you know, you know, he asked permission if he could pray with him. The man's desperate. He says, absolutely. You can pray for me. So actually in that venue, he leads him to Christ. And not only does he lead him to Christ then and there kind of in a cubby hole right off the loading dock, Mm -hmm. but then he asks if he could reach out to his wife and he does. And the chaplain does, he begins to build a relationship with her. He begins to begins to do marital counseling. And today they're back together as a couple, and they're both believers. Excellent. So that's really shining the light in the darkness. Mm. That's fantastic. So Those you were saying stores. at the beginning of the show, you know, you have days where sometimes 13 people. Just yesterday. Get saved in a day. And that's how that's happening. Absolutely. They've built that relationship. Often we have to get to the end of our rope before we reach out to the, our do. heavenly father. And so the amazing thing is that they have a chaplain in their life that they know they can trust that they know that they can go to and that ultimately has that opportunity in the moment to lead them to the answer. I love that. Larry, before we run out of time, talk about the ideal client for corporate chaplains of America. Find online at chaplain.org. Who's the perfect client? 
That's a great question. We serve companies as small as two dozen people, and we serve companies as large as 17,000. We serve publicly traded companies. We serve privately owned companies. We serve sole proprietors, and we serve S-corps. I, I think at the end of the day, the key is, is the owner or the executive team, do they care about people? Mm-hmm. And do they want to make a difference? And do they really want to go into this gap of there's no benefits for people's minds and their mental state. And there's yeah. no, there's no benefit for their hearts and their spirit. In fact, you know, most of vast majority of the companies we serve are strong evangelical Christians that love the Lord, but believe it or not, some are not. Right. And there's value based and they want to care for their people. And they, they see the growing amount of dysfunction and they, they just can't touch it. And they know that chaplain will in a loving, completely legal, kind way and lives are being changed Mm -hmm. and they get the benefit of a workforce that's fully restored. They see turnover drop, which is exciting. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Excellent. Larry Griffith, CEO with Corporate Chaplains of America. Thank you so much for being an I Work For Him today. Thank you so much. Today on the second half of the show, we have Doug Fagerstrom. He's the CEO of Marketplace Chaplains. And you guys know how passionate we are about Marketplace Chaplains. Doug Fagerstrom, we're so excited to have you face-to-face doing a radio show. Thank you, Jim and Martha. It's good to be with you. I mean, it's exciting. We, we've done shows remotely. We've done shows with your people around the country. Mm-hmm. But it's great to actually have you face-to-face. So, it's fun. <laughs> Doug, we always do this at the beginning of every interview. Talk to us about how you became a follower of Jesus. Uh, It was primarily through the ministry of Youth for Christ when I was a teenager. Mm. And uh, some very godly men and women uh, showed and demonstrated what the love of Jesus really meant. I heard it in the church. I heard it from my wonderful parents and family and extended family, but uh, they lived it out in a way I hadn't authentically seen in a context that hit me as a teenager like never before. And it was through uh, those experiences that I found myself in one of their holiday teen conventions in Washington, D.C., seated with 2,000 other teenagers. Bill McKee was a speaker. I was 15 years old. He spoke from Isaiah chapter 6. And you have to ask yourself, what teenager remembers the name of a speaker, much less the text? And the answer is this teenager who God was going to break through Mm -hmm. and grab his life. The call was simply this. If you don't go back to your high school and share Jesus with your friends, who's going to? And that was a clarion call in my life. And then he asked the teenagers, uh, if you're willing to go back on Monday morning and share Jesus with your best friends, would you stand and and repeat the words of Isaiah, here my Lord send me. And I didn't stand. My bottom was super glued to that uh, uh, chair in that auditorium. And it was later when we were gathering uh, as a group uh, and uh, different teams were sharing their experience of that marvelous weekend and uh, all kinds of things were, were going on in a room. About 40 of us from Holland, Michigan were meeting. And, and uh, I, I could only think of one thing. Uh, what am I going to do? And and I realize I should have stood before, but uh, the the little ego and the little pride of a 15-year-old and the fear of what that might have meant mm-hmm. to stand out in that way uh, was driving me crazy. And all of a sudden, in the middle of what was ever going on in the room, I just stood up in the corner where I was sitting and said, here, my Lord, send me and sat down. And everybody just kind of looked in my direction and wondered, what was that? And what that was, was the clarion call of God in my life, grabbing me for the rest of my life. Since age 15, I haven't looked back. 
went to my high school, led three of my best friends to Christ. And uh, I realized for the very first time, the gospel really does work. And so when people say, Doug, what do you do? I say, well, can I tell you why I do what I do before I tell you what I do? Hmm. And the answer is, the gospel still works. Amen That's that. why we do marketplace chaplains. And just to know that somewhere in the workplace, three to 10 people today are going to uh, pray to invite Jesus to be Lord of their lives. Mm-hmm. That's why we get up in the morning and do what we do. What year was that conference? Oh, my goodness. Now you're pushing me and people are going to do the <laughs> math. Have to do oh, the no. math, right? Uh, you know, it, it was uh, in the late 1960s. Okay. So in the late 1970s, 1979, Martha and I stood or sat in San Diego State University Stadium with Bill McKee speaking to us as 13 year olds. And we both stood up and said, here, my Lord, send me, which is why we're here serving you as marketplace chaplains, because we felt that call to full-time ministry. We thought it was a pastoral call, but the Lord has made it very, very clear. But so the same man that impacted your life has impacted and his voice has resounded in our lives for almost 40 years. So we, we get it. Mm. We understand. And, we and share just a, think of how many thousands of people in mm. between, you know, and in addition that made that, um, that commitment. That's, I am so glad you shared cool. that. I had yeah. no idea yeah. we shared I, that. I, you know, I'm supposed to say right now, what a small world, but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I think what we'll say is, what a big God. What a big God. Amen to that. What a big very, God. Very, very cool. Amen. So how did the Lord lead you to marketplace chaplains? Well, we were uh, enjoying ministry uh, in the area of uh, helping church planters uh, get started. We were involved with Converge Worldwide, planting about 75, 80 churches a year. And uh, we were very content. My wife and I, Donna, we thought, well, this is going to be the last round of uh, uh, service to Jesus through the local church, which we've been committed to our whole lives, having uh, been in three churches and uh, uh, leading a seminary and now a denomination. And uh, I get a call from a headhunter who is a friend of mine out of Atlanta. And I thought he was calling me, as usual, to get names for some search he was doing. But he said, this time we're calling for you. And I said, with whom? He said, Marketplace Chaplains. I said, never heard of them. I said, they don't know me. I don't know them. Why are you calling? He said, let me read the eight bullet points of what they're looking for. He read those. He said, what do you think? And I said, I don't know what I think, but I know what I heard. You just read the last 35 years of my life almost chronologically. Wow. Uh, this is this is a bit unique. He said, would you pray about it? I said, that won't hurt. I will. I'll never say that again uh, because, you know, God broke through. Uh, and, and I learned something profound that had been somewhat the pattern of life. As followers of Jesus, we don't get to go where we want to go. We don't get to do what we want to do. And we don't get to choose who we do that with. And according to God's word, we don't even get to say what we want to say. And so Don and I responded again out of obedience to another clarion call. Mm -hmm. This time, not if you don't go to the high school and share with your best friends, Jesus, but if you don't go to the workplace, who will? And I realized that uh, not many were going. And this was an opportunity that we felt God was calling and leading us into. And uh, it's been an incredible three plus years. Hmm. Talk to us, Donna. You and Donna, how long? How many years have you been married? 
Well, uh, we've been married 46 years. Praise God. Uh, back in May, and uh, it's been marvelous. Uh, I love it when people just say, Doug and Donna. Uh, it, it just always goes together, and that's right. Mm, I love that. That is very cool. Marketplace Chaplains, you know, because we've talked dozens of times about our passion of seeing chaplains be adopted by business owners and infiltrated into their organizations. We, we see that as a super powerful mechanism for incredible ministry that goes on. Talk to us about just the mission behind Marketplace Chaplains. Well, the mission is really quite simple. And, and when people say, what do you do? I just say, we do one thing. We uh, place chaplains in the workplace to share God's love through chaplain teams. Uh, It's really that simple. It's all about caring for people, being authentic. Uh, We we look at the statistics. We read the white papers. We recognize from the Department of Labor in a white paper that I read not long ago that 72% of the people that get up on Monday morning and go to work actually say, I don't believe anybody really cares about me. Uh, They know me, but do they really Mm. care about me? And then a chaplain shows up and demonstrates and shows authentic care, asking the real questions of life, uh, celebrating with them what, what, what no one else in the workplace is celebrating. Uh, a chaplain shows up and says, by the way, how's your wife doing? Uh, it was two weeks ago she had surgery. No one asked that employee that question that day, much less the last two weeks. And, and, and I could go on and on and on. And, and, and so it, it, it's about really saying, I care. But then something marvelous happens uh, when they start asking the real questions of life and the employee voluntarily uh, introduces uh, an opportunity to know the God of whom they're sharing his love. And uh, that leads, uh, obviously, to eternal uh, opportunities and questions where we, we see people just coming to Jesus because they want to. You know, um, I know that we have, Jim, often people that are tuning in and maybe have never heard us have a conversation with anybody for Marketplace Chaplains. And um, we are very passionate about this whole idea of allowing chaplains into the workplace, intentionally bringing them into the workplace as a benefit for those employees. Um, Speak to, if you would, the person who's never even heard that this is an option um, that they, they're saying, I didn't know this was available or legal. You know, a lot of people, I think, go to that question. Are we allowed to do that? So we may have business owners or HR department leaders um, listening today. Doug, what would you say to them as a first step to inquire more about what a marketplace uh, chaplain could do for them? Well, the one common denominator we find with all of the companies we serve, and, you know, it's about uh, 900 and, and, and some companies in over 4,000 locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was one common denominator among all of those companies and leaders, mm-hmm. it's simply this. They care about their people, yeah. but they know that they are very limited as 
an owner, as a leader, even as HR, to be able to interpersonally extend the kind of love and care that they know their employees need. Mm -hmm. And they also recognize that the average employee is not going to talk to the owner, much less fellow employees, much less HR, about something they just brought into work today that they think might demote them, uh, might stereotype them in a pejorative or a negative way, or might even cost them their job. Mm -hmm. They might be involved in something that's illegal, and they just don't know what to do with it. They don't have the tools. And they represent the 72% who really don't believe anybody cares about them, or as Harvard Business Journal Review recently wrote, 44% of America says we're extremely lonely, and they call it a pandemic. And a chaplain shows up. And a chaplain is someone who cares and is non-judgmental and will listen and, and will help them work through that which they're dealing. And, and, and an employee, they, they don't have a church. 80% uh, have no community who will respond to their needs. And so they go to our CHAP app and, and there's a chaplain and they're up in the hospital and, 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 and two Two uh, keystrokes later, they're talking to a chaplain, and the chaplain says, how can I help you, Bill? And Bill says, I'm up in the hospital, and Susan uh, has just been rushed in for emergency surgery, and I don't know what to do. Uh, or, or the employee calls and, and says, hey, it's, it's Susan. Uh, we're down at the jail. My son has just been arraigned. What do we do? And the chaplain shows up. Doug Fagerstrom. He's the CEO of Marketplace Chaplains. You can find him out online, mchapusa.com, mchapusa.com. Doug, you were just talking about the amazing, what it looks like to engage a chaplain at a time of need. I mean, really, these chaplains get brought into businesses where the where the business owner really can't be, the, there's too many people for him him for he or she to pastor anymore. You know, once you get beyond four or five employees, it just gets too much. And the chaplain really comes alongside the business owner or leader and becomes that pastor to the people. And sometimes an organization becomes multiple. You bring in multiple pastors to those people. Mm -hmm. Can you give us some of those stories? You said you're in 900 companies and 4,000 locations. Give us some of the neat stories of how you've seen just the miracle of, of what God is doing using Marketplace Chaplains. So every month I shadow one of our chaplains mm -hmm. uh, just to be sure that I have a, a personal connection with them and call it boots on the ground, if you will. It's kind of hard to lead something if you don't know what's going on sure. out there in the workplace. So, uh, you know, uh, one of the first chaplains I shadowed, we're going through a manufacturing plant. It's 128 degrees in that plant where they <laughs> melt aluminum to make Romex wire that goes through a third of our nation's homes. Big company. We're going through a high-low driver, drives by, sees the chaplain and myself out of the corner of his eye, screeches to a halt, jumps off the high-low, runs over, embraces the chaplain. Chaplain picks him up six inches off the ground and says, hey, chap, thanks. And the chaplain says, thanks for what? He said, for what you told me two months ago. The chaplain says, what did I tell you? He says, you don't remember? And, 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 and the chaplain says, no, I'm sorry, I don't remember. What did I tell you? He, he said, you told me to go home and be nice to my wife. And chaplain, it works. <laughs> and here it reminds me of the 72% who don't think anybody cares and the 44% who say, I am lonely, I've no one in my life, no one had ever told that man, no one had ever shown that man, be nice to your wife, 
he had learned just the contrary. And the advice of the chaplain was, was, was just wisdom of the ages, but it was direct from Scripture. But the chaplain did have to say, by the way, in Ephesians chapter 5, put on his pastor's voice, which he didn't have, and, <laughs> and, and husbands, love your wives. God tells you that three times. No, he said, just go home, be nice to your wife. And the wow. man took the advice and he tried it because he had learned to trust the chaplain over the weeks and months that a friendship and a relationship had been built. He went home, he tried it, and he was saying, it works. Then the chaplain said, what else can I do for you today? He said, well, pray for my mom. She's having surgery. Chaplain took out his notebook, started writing the name down. He said, what's your mom's name? He said, don't worry about chaplain. She's up in Cincinnati. We were in Dallas at the time. And the chaplain said, no, 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 no. Tell me your mom's name. He did. Where's she having surgery? Told the name of the hospital. When is it? I'll never forget this. Next Tuesday at 7.30 in the morning. You can't make this stuff up. Mm -hmm. And then the chaplain said, don't worry. We will have a chaplain in Cincinnati with your mom at 6.30 next Tuesday before she goes in for surgery. And we did. That's how it works. Mm. And... uh, well, I could go on and on. Well, and it's okay. It's okay to go on and on. We, we do, love that. and we we do. We get very excited about that because you go back to those statistics that they that his mom probably didn't have community in her area either, or Not someone to rally around her. But yep. he couldn't get there. Right. You know, he had to work or whatever the situation was. You know, in our culture. Very few people would even take that time to thank, but obviously it made such a difference to that guy that he he yeah. hopped off of his equipment and, and made um, the connection. It changed his wife, it time. changed his family, it changed him as a person. Who else are you going to thank? And I'm sorry, I know the owner of that company who is one of the finest godly Christian mm-hmm. men I know, but he would never have that relationship no. with that employee with 1,500 employees couldn't do it. Well, no. let's talk about your chaplains. So what what is what makes up a chaplain that would um, go out to the different companies? Who are they? They care. They're um, Christ centered. They uh, know how to listen. Um, they're not necessarily theologians. They're not counselors. They're not really uh, pastors who shepherd a flock from day to day or from mm-hmm. week to week. Uh, they're, they're, they're real people who have real lives, who have a deep sensitivity. And again, I, I, I can't help it, but I've got to use the word care over and over. They're compassionate. They provide hope and help. Uh, when they listen, they're not trying to formulate an answer. They're trying to formulate a response that says, you're important, you're valuable, uh, and uh, I just want to know how can I help you. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what we look for. And, you know, it's hard to vet and find those kinds of people. It's easy to look at a resume or a theological degree or something like mm-hmm. that, and that all sounds great. But uh, uh, we're looking for people who are, who are genuine followers of Jesus who really care about people. And then we put them in teams, and this is crucial. 
Uh, teams are very, very important because uh, our chaplains in any given company have each other's back. Uh, when a chaplain gets a call and can't run to the hospital in that hour, he's got two or three other chaplains he can call who will make that, that, that visit. Uh, we always provide male and female chaplains in every company for all the obvious reasons mm-hmm. that <laughs> it works best when you're sharing the, the deep issues of the heart for men to share with men and women to share with women. I might get in trouble for just saying that right now not in this, this show. politically confused culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about political correctness. It's about people and, and, and caring for people where they live and where they are. And we know who they're going to share with and what level they're going to share. So we, we provide that level. We have full-time chaplains. We have part-time chaplains. Uh, but our chaplains work together. Mm-hmm. And uh, they provide uh, like like a force, if you will, in a company of, of, of teammanship and a, a spirit of camaraderie. When you just speak to the business owners and leaders out there right now that are that are hearing about this chaplaincy thing, because we're amazed. Martha and I are constantly amazed. Doug Fagerstrom from Marketplace Chaplains found online at mchapusa.com. We're constantly amazed when we have a conversation with the business owners. And we were doing that in Arkansas last week. We're constantly amazed when they're like. I never heard of the chaplaincy in a business. Talk to those business owners to the value and, and, and how it transforms the company. Because you've seen it. You've got 900 companies, 4,000 locations. Talk to them about why this is probably one of the, it will be one of the greatest investments they make in their business. Well, every business person listening in knows that their greatest resource uh, is their talent, their employees. There's no question about it. And uh, they want healthy employees because healthy employees not only show up for work, but they stay at work and healthy employees are better workers. It's just that simple. Chaplains come along and help with the wholeness um, uh, uh, and the wellness of any given employee. And so uh, if you've got a a physical ailment and you come to work, you're just not going to perform at 100%. But if you have a social ailment, you have an emotional trauma. You, you have an issue that you're emotionally just not able to deal with. You are going to perform at 100%. And, and again, the chaplain shows up and helps the employee work through that to give them some hope and to give them some encouragement and to help them see it's not you and you're not weird and you're not strange and, and you're not this broken person who can't uh, serve your employer well today and and they work through it and they take some time and 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 they say hey let's get together after work or let's spend an hour during your lunch uh to work through what you're dealing with and you can just begin to imagine that employee going back to their their workplace their workstation their cubicle their machine uh and and they've got a little little skip in their Mm -hmm. step right now saying yeah i can get through this thanks chap and it becomes a huge employee benefit. These people see that as an extension of the owners or organizations love, but also becomes a benefit. We've talked to so many people who are like, the chaplain made it so I don't want to go to get another job because I love the chaplain that is here. It's, I, it's, it's yeah. a huge benefit. Yeah, I, I was having dinner last night and happened to sit next to a person I didn't know. It was his birthday, and he just started in. He says, we use your chaplains. I said, terrific. <laughs> he says, I don't know how you guys do it so cheap. 
And I said, well, it works for us, and I'm glad it works for you. I s he said, uh, we should be paying you more. I said, well, that would be fine if you want to. <laughs> but but uh, I, I said, uh, that's not what we're about. Yeah. Uh, we're about uh, getting to your people that you care about, and we're able to extend what it is that uh, you can't do right now, and we're going to do that for you. And on that legal side, don't buy into it. As long as you aren't forcing your mm -hmm. employees into anything or holding their job or paycheck over it, uh, there is tremendous freedom in the workplace. Yes. There sure is. To provide chaplains. Doug Fagerstrom, CEO of Marketplace Chaplains. Find him online at mchapusa.com. Thank you so much for being and I work for him today. Thank you. Great to be with you guys. Uh, make sure, you, please, if you are know a leader of a business or any organization that's got people, you need to have a chaplain. mchapusa.com. You're listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.